Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Today I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, forgiveness. I've been studying forgiveness now for many, many years. And why would I be interested in the topic of forgiveness? A lot of people have a problem with forgiveness. The great novelist F. Scott Fitzgerald said, Forgiven is forgotten. The biggest favor you could do yourself in 2024 is to learn how to forgive and how to forget. We're going to be talking about it, so fasten your seatbelts. Here we go. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is the danger of resentment. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi, everyone. Today, I want to talk about forgiveness. It's one of the most important things that you could learn how to do. In fact, in the little promo I made for this week's program, I said that the biggest favor you can do yourself in 2024 is to learn how to forgive. I quoted the famous novelist F. Scott Fitzgerald. He said, Forgiven is forgotten. And so, what that really means is that if you haven't forgotten, you haven't forgiven. So now, do you understand? There's a lot of things that you haven't forgotten. Something somebody said, something somebody did, something you did, something you said. Some moment in your past, and it sticks in your craw. It stays, and you can't get rid of it. And it's not good. Now, many of you also have uh, unforgiveness when it comes to your parent, or your partner, or your child, or your brother, or your sister. I want, I want you to understand just how not good unforgiveness is. And I think you already know that, though. I, I don't think I really need to talk about how bad unforgiveness is, do I? Because you know what it does to you. You know it, it, it ruins your life. That's why I said the biggest favor you can do yourself is to learn how to forgive. Because it ruins your life. Some people, they have a resentment an unforgiveness against their own self, and often against God. That's right, and we're going to be talking about it. But let's talk about unforgiveness. See, if you are struggling right now with unforgiveness, you know that you are. But some people don't realize that it's unforgiveness that's ruining their life. All they know is they, see, unforgiveness becomes an anger problem. It becomes tension. It becomes nervousness. It becomes fear. It becomes anxiety. It becomes bitterness. It becomes unhappiness. It becomes learning blocks. It becomes even a block against love or against some natural thing that you could do. It becomes all of those and even more and you may not see that you have unforgiveness. You, all you see is that you're angry at somebody. Whenever you hear their name, or whenever you see them, whenever you think about them, you get angry. Well, that's unforgiveness. That's exactly what it is. 
see animal look if you if you see an animal then here comes some kind of a stress and what maybe you know you're a deer and here comes a, i don't know a lion or something what do you do you run or maybe you're a dog and you're walking down the street and some other dog comes up and starts threatening you what do you do you get a sort of angry I mean, not really angry, not resentful angry, but you just become animated and you're ready to fight. So fight or flight. But then what happens? As soon as it's over, peaceful and calm again. Isn't that, isn't that the truth? The deer runs from the lion. And then when it's all over, the deer is calm and enjoys eating the leaves and is happy. It does have a memory but the memory doesn't haunt it. But memories haunt you. And why? Unforgiveness and resentment. Let's take a little break. When I come back, I'll continue the discussion of unforgiveness. You're listening to Shedding Shackles, a breath of fresh air on the radio. Can you see that unforgiveness becomes all these other things? Now, when I started to say unforgiveness, I almost said resentment. And that's because resentment is also unforgiveness. They're very closely allied with each other. One becomes the other. It's almost, it's almost like they're the same thing. If you can think back to some t moment when you somebody made you resentful, resentful, and it's usually somebody, isn't it? It's usually a person, and they made you resentful, and and it was unforgiveness. You see, it's the same thing. You couldn't forget what they said. You couldn't forget them. So it's almost the same thing. Resentment, unforgiveness, the same thing. So what does it mean then to forgive? Let's start right now with the cure for this spiritual ailment. And it is, first of all, to see the unforgiveness and see that resentment is there and let go of the resentment. Let it go. See, now what is resentment? The, the root of the word resentment is to refeel. So when someone does something that you don't like, you think about what they did, and then you refeel. See, the feeling. And what is the feeling? It's the unforgiveness. And what do we call it? We call it resentment. So it's like, for example, if you, if you eat a potato chip, and then you want to refill the potato chip. So you eat another one. See? So it's a refilling. It's a retasting. And re so thereby... It becomes the substance of unforgiveness. Let's put it that way. So, unforgiveness 
it's kind of a nebulous term, isn't it? Unforgiveness, what does that mean? Well, let's say you wanted to experience unforgiveness, all right? Let's say you wanted to experience it. Then it would be what? It would be experiencing, it would be tasting, savoring resentment. See what I mean? So it's like a little bit of candy, some kind of intense flavor. So resentment is the substance of unforgiveness. In the Bible, there's some kind of a phrase, the, the substance of our faith. I can't think of what it is. I'll go look it up. But it's a substance. And so you refeel. So look what happens. It's like eating. If you eat something, then it goes into your body, and eventually it becomes a part of your whole body. It goes through the blood into all the tissues and into every cell. And the molecules of that food go out into the entire body. So resentment is like a substance that then permeates your body, your being. See? So let it go. So how do you do that? Just let it go. And some people say, I don't resent anybody. Well, how about judgment? How about anger? How about hurt feelings? How about grudges? How about jealousy and withholding love? Those are all the fruit of unforgiveness. Now, you can let it go. You are capable of doing that. For example, let's suppose... Um, what would be a good example? I don't know. You're at the office, and somebody says something you don't like, and you're just about ready to snap at them, but then suddenly you realize, hey, they're your friend, or you realize it wouldn't be smart, or other people are watching, and they would see you. Whatever the reason is, you're, you're capable of just letting it go. But the only problem is if you resent that person, then it, it, it sticks inside of you. You see what I mean? So you got to let go of the resentment. And it, it's helpful when you become older. When you were a child, you resented your, your mom, you resented your dad. You wanted something and they wouldn't give it to you and you resented it. So you resented your parents for some reasons. Well, then later when you're a parent, you will understand. When you get older, you'll see that, that they weren't really trying to be cruel to you deliberately, or they weren't deliberately being mean. They couldn't help themselves. And even if your parents were perfect, you would have resented them anyway. Because of your little ego, you would have gotten angry at them for some reason or another and resented them. Now that you're an adult and you're a parent, you see that you can't help yourself either. So forgive them and forgive yourself. And what does forgiveness mean? It means dropping the resentment. Now, here's the other part. When you So what about the memory now? Now, let's talk about the memory. So what is the memory? Why is it sustained? Well, what sustains the memory? Why doesn't it just go away? See, every night when you go to sleep, somehow the, the mind, the brain has some 
mysterious process by which it it's like what do you do that thing when you're on your computer when you want to get rid of uh, cookies and you, it's like clearing the cache that's it somehow overnight your brain clears the cache and the next morning you wake up fresh unless something's stuck in your craw and you resent it see then there it is again tormenting you but otherwise things that happened yesterday you just forget them so why is it that the memory so why is the memory of the person we resent well how does it get in because we resent see that's what reinforced that's what that's the shock that's the the thing that imprints it on you but then if you want it to go away then just don't resent the person anymore and the next time you you think of them watch for the resentment and let it pass let it pass okay so that's uh that's the part of it now the other problem that we have that causes us to hang on to resentment to hang on to unforgiveness see i'm I, i'm using the terms interchangeably one is the other which is which i don't know they're both the same thing they're the same the other reason why we hang on to unforgiveness is because of what's called unfinished business let's take a little break when i come back i'll continue the discussion of unforgiveness You can listen to other kinds of piano music by listening to our past programs. Simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the icon Listen. Welcome back. You're listening to Shedding Shackles. We're talking about unforgiveness and the importance of learning to forgive people, especially your parents. So now, the other reason why we hang on to unforgiveness is because of what's called unfinished business. Maybe somebody did something to you, and, and let's say that it was unfair. Let's say that it really was. But they won't admit it. See, they won't say, hey, I'm sorry, I, I was unfair. They won't admit it. And that sticks in your craw. So if they won't admit it, you just have to see that they won't admit it and let it go. Now, the other part of it that can stick in your craw is that since they won't admit it, see, you feel like the air should be cleared. See, sometimes the air should be cleared. If somebody, every day somebody walks by your desk, and uh, I'll make something up. Every day they walk by your desk, and they spill coffee on your desk. And then they act like it was nothing. Ha, ha, ha. But then the next day they do it again. And you don't say anything. And the next day they do it again. You don't say anything, but you're clearing it up. But you don't say anything. See, now there's an intimidation factor. They did it to you. They probably know that they did it to you. And they know that you didn't say anything. And they know that you're letting them get away with it. See, that's the thing. But what happens then is that not only do you continue to resent, but anger builds up. And then one day you become unhinged, which is not good either. So 
if there's unfinished business, if the air needs to be cleared, then the best thing to do is just to, to speak up. And with what calmness you, you can have, it helps if you're not resentful. If you've seen the resentment, let it go. It helps. With what grace you're given, you say, excuse me, every day you spill coffee on my desk. I want you to stop doing it. And secondly, you, I want you to apologize for having done it. Then probably what will happen is they'll just laugh and say, ha, ha, ha. Or they'll say, I didn't spill coffee on your desk. See, either one or the other. Then they'll walk away. At that point, be very careful. Don't resent them. You cleared the air. You spoke up. The intimidation is gone. And then let it go. You see? But understand this. They will be affected by your righteous stand. First of all, they've been confronted by the truth. Secondly, you come out from under their thumb. Thirdly, now they have to look at themselves in the light of your patient truthfulness. And now they will know fear, fear of encountering someone like you again, who shines the light of truth upon and what they're doing. So when you stand up for yourself and you do it right, after that, they'll leave you alone. And if they do happen to come back and say, hey, I thought about what you said and you're right and I'm sorry, then you can be friends. Otherwise, they'll leave you alone and that's good. But they'll be less likely to go bother somebody else because they're afraid of encountering someone like you again. It can be that way too with someone in your life from the past, a parent or something. Maybe when you were a kid, they slapped you around and screamed at you. Well, one day, but first you have to let go of the resentment. That's the secret. Because as long as you're resentful, now I want to get back to something that I talk about all the time. I talk about falling, falling from, see, I, I always say that grace is there. Forgiveness for you is there. See, you need forgiveness, don't you? And then who will forgive you? Well, you have to also not resent yourself. But then who will forgive you? God forgives you. See, he forgives you. You know in your heart that resenting other people, secretly hating them and so on, you know that's wrong. You know that in your heart. And how do you know it in your heart? Because he makes you aware in your heart by way of conscience, which is your closest link to him. So you know that that's wrong as long as you... Keep hanging on to it. You keep a separation between him and you. You have to be like the prodigal son who went back to his father and said, Father, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm messed, totally messed up, and I'm not even worthy to be your son. And the father said, My son, you're back. Let's rejoice. Let's have a feast, because I had lost my son, and now he was found. I was just waiting for you to see that you were wrong and come back, that's all. And now you're back. Let's celebrate. See what I mean? So, when you reproach your Creator, when you stand silently and quietly and let your conscience overwhelm you a little bit and show you rub your nose and you're wrong, and you have to be well, what's the word? You just have to take it. Don't try to excuse or defend yourself. 
just bear the little bit of pain. But then you'll see that you're forgiven. So you need to be forgiven. And when you're forgiven, that it makes it easier for you to forgive others, doesn't it? But you haven't found the forgiveness because you're separated from him. And what separates you from him is because you've fallen to this lower state. And how have you fallen to the lower state? By resenting and having grudges and hanging on to those. See what I mean? Let him go. Let him go. A Meditation Moment with Jeremiah Trujillo You have been turned totally inside out. You couldn't help it because when you were a little child, you were born into a fallen world. You had intuition, which is from God, but you doubted it and discounted it. People pressured you with things that didn't sit right with your intuition. Finally, you went along to get along, otherwise the pressure would have been unbearable. You must learn how to refine intuition so that you can live spontaneously. Find more inspiration for your day at SheddingShackles.com yeah, So then grace will be there. See, when, when it comes to approaching other people, especially people from your past that, with which you have a big problem, your dad or your mom or someone who did you wrong. See, if you were to go and approach them, see, to get rid of the intimidation process, the intimidation, right now you're, you were defeated in spirit. To be able to go to them and say, look, this is what you did to me, See, and I resented you for it. I don't resent you anymore, but I just want you to see what you did to me, and I want you to admit that it was wrong and be sorry. Now, see, you've thrown the ball in their court, too. The ball's in their court. They can say, yeah, you're right, and they can say they're sorry, and you could be friends again. Or, most likely, they'll deny that they did it, or they'll admit that they did it, but say that you deserved it, or they'll make something up about you or something. They'll say, they'll accuse you of something. Then at that point, you just say, well, you heard what I said. When you're ready to apologize and mean it, then you could get in touch with me. And then you can walk away, shake the dust from your sandals, and never have anything to do with them again. But in order to do that, you have to... Uh, you have to be ready for it. You need a little bit of grace. You need a little bit of, uh, you need objectivity. You need to be able to stand back and, 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 not, and not fall. See, the thing is, if you go to them without having let go of the resentment, there's still that little distance between you and God. See, that resentment separates you from him. And then because of that distance, you won't have grace you won't have objectivity, and they can push your buttons, see? Especially if it's a parent or someone. They, when you were a little kid, they, they know how to push your buttons. And then you'll, fall, you'll find yourself in the same situation that you were in years ago, and you'll slink away, and now you're worse off than you were before. So make sure that you have forgiven them. Find, a find reconciliation with your Heavenly Father. Find His forgiveness. Get the little meditation that I have to help you to sit quietly and get 
close to your conscience. See, if you if you can sit quietly and get close to your conscience, you can refine your intuition and conscience and stay close and be close to it and let it permeate your being. Let God shine his light upon you and flood you with love. See, then you can go out in the world and stop being a victim and stop harboring grudges against people and stop being resent resentful. And you'll go out in the world and you'll do really good. And then all of a sudden here comes something like in your past and you'll say, Ooh, I didn't handle that right. But this time you'll handle it a little better. You'll start to handle it wrong. You'll say, Ooh, and you'll take a mental step back. See, you'll have, and things, you'll handle things better and better. And things that used to bother you, they won't bother you anymore. And everything will change for the better because now you're walking with God. You have his light. You have his friendship. You're close to him. And now you know that resentment takes you away from him. And you know that a grudge against someone takes you away from God. It takes you out of the kingdom of heaven and puts you into some lower state which is where most other people are, then you can have compassion on them because now you know this higher state exists and even higher states. And you taste of it. You taste of it. See, when you do the meditation, when you are willing to admit your wrong in your heart to your Heavenly Father, when you're willing to let go of the grudge, let go of the resentment, let go of the hurt feelings, see, let go of the memory when you're willing to. Then not only does he forgive you, but he has a way of helping those things to go away. So I think I've um, covered it rather well. And I'm going to stop at this point. I've given you some food for thought. You know that you can get the meditation free from us. It can be helpful to you. You know that I have the sitting quietly exercise which is helpful. And that sitting quietly exercise is also good for like your friends or your family or someone who you'd like to share it with because it doesn't sound religious at all. So it doesn't have any religious talk. Some people are totally turned, see, they've been, they, they've somehow been turned off. Somebody pressured them or something and with religion and now they're turned off to it. Or they're just totally skeptical and they bought all the, the lies that you hear out in the culture. Okay, this sitting quietly exercise, it has, it, it doesn't sound religious, and so it's acceptable, but it's good because it, it helps people to get in touch with what they know in their heart, and what they know in their heart is from God. It's that simple. So, anyway, I think I've made my point, and I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad if you heard today's program. It could do you a lot of good. You could listen to it again and again and again. And each time you'd hear something different in it that would be helpful to you. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.
You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.